We thank you. We give you praise and glory for another time to hear your word and to be fed by your word. Thank you, Father, because, Lord, the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. Thank you, Father God, because, Lord, your word will go forth with accuracy and simplicity this morning. And, Father God, it will enrich us, it will instruct, and it will guide us in Jesus' name. Lord, as usual, I hide myself behind the cross and I say, Lord, none of me and all of you, O God, to the glory of your name in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning once again. And welcome to Start Your Day with the Lord. Hallelujah. This morning, I want us to learn lessons from Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. We're just going to be learning and take three lessons from Jesus' triumphant into Jerusalem. And I'll be reading from Matthew chapter 21 and verse 1 to 11. Matthew 21 verse 1 to 11, and I'll be reading from the NLT translation. The Bible says, as Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethphage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said. As, you, as soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you were doing, just say, the Lord needs them. And he will immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, tell the people of Jerusalem, tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey riding on the donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on it over them. And he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Hosanna, praise God. An exclamation of praise that literally means save now. Also for the son of David, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an opera as he entered. Who is this? They asked. And the crowds replied. It's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Hallelujah. You may be wondering, oh, what has the, what kind of lessons can we learn from um, the procession of Jesus? For me, this scripture is an encouraging one about the fact that God has already made provisions for us. Hallelujah. Amen. When in verse one, when the Bible talked about the, when Jesus and his disciples came to Bethphage. As far as the disciples were concerned, they were coming to a new place. You know, they were coming from a journey and they were now in a new place. Now, this is so true in our lives as well. Our lives 
is in stages and in phases. We come from a particular place and we come into another place. We come from, let's say, um, we, we finish our primary school and then we enter into the secondary school, having no clue or idea of what the secondary school holds for us. What come we have and succeed or otherwise we have. This is the same in this situation where they found themselves. Hallelujah. They have come from a journey and they have gotten to a new location. And there was a need. Jesus was going to Jerusalem and he needed transport. This is true for us in our lives. For every stage that we reach, for every level that we get to, another set of need will appear. Hallelujah. Another set of need will always appear. Or like they say, another set of troubles will appear that we need solutions for, that we need provisions for in the case of need. Hallelujah. However, God had already provided a donkey for Jesus to ride into Jerusalem. In other words, there was already a provision way ahead of that need. He told his disciples to go and ask for the donkeys and they could not refuse him, but accede to his request. Hallelujah. Now the first lesson that we can learn from the scripture, from this scripture that we are reading, is that God has already made provisions for every state of our lives. You know, there are times that we get to a particular stage and it looks as if, oh, things are so confusing, things are so unnerving. We don't know how we are going to navigate through this. I remember when I was talking to one young person in church, uh, the person was in a stage of his life where he was, he was wondering what life held for him. He had just finished, you know, I think he was about to finish school and he was just wondering, oh, the unemployment rate is so high, this and that, how am I going to navigate? And he, 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 he called me, we're just talking. And he said to me, he said, I don't know what is going to happen. And I told him, I said, don't worry, God has it all figured out. Hallelujah. God has it all figured out. You just have to follow him. Praise God. And if we look at Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, this was a young man who was encountering God. He had come to a stage of his life where God was expecting something more from him. And he, 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 he felt he was inadequate. He felt he didn't know it was, there was nothing he could offer. And God told Jeremiah the prophet at that time in Jeremiah chapter one and verse five, he says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. What an encouraging word it would be for that prophet at that young time, that young boy at that time when God said I already knew you 
when before I formed you from your mother's womb. So I already provided anointed for you. I already provided a grace for you to be able to walk in the office of a prophet and to succeed. I've appointed you as a prophet. Now, when there is an appointment, that means that there is a provision. Because if he's going to be a prophet to the nations, there will be an expectation that whatever he says, God will back it up. God said, I have already made provision for you. I have already made provision for grace for you to be able to walk in the office, which I have called you for. Even before you were formed in your mother's womb. Wow. What a, 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 a word of, you know, encouragement and uplifting. Look at what the psalmist testified about God in Psalm 139, verse 1 to 6. And I'll be reading that from the TPT translation. This is the psalmist testimony about God himself. He says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. Wow. That means that my rising and my sleeping is all, is all known to you. He says, you perceive every movement of my heart and soul. Not only the movement of my feet, but the movement of my heart and my soul. In which case that every movement, that every heartbeat that I make, God, you perceive it, you know it. He says, you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. He says, you are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey ever begins. Wow, what an encouraging word. So where I'm going to get to, what I'm going to need, you already know every step I will take before the journey begins. So we can look at our children even before they begin to make any step. Oh, there is already a provision for them. He says, you've gone into my future to prepare the way and in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. You have laid your hands on me. This is just too wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Folks, we have, this year has been declared the year of our overflow. This is the psalmist describing who God is to him. That God knows every path he will take. That God knows the every heartbeat of his, of his heart. That God has already gone ahead into his future to prepare the way. And then in kindness, he came back to his presence to follow behind him and to spare him from the harm of his past. Oh, is there anything you have done in your past or maybe mistakes that we have done in our past that could want to come and haunt us or to want to come and harm us? He says, you 
You have got, you are following me behind to spare me. Praise God. Hallelujah. That whatever it is that I've done in my past, that God is guarding me. He's like a real guard for me. You know, when God told the children of Israel, he said, I will go before you. And then I will be your rear guard. I will go before you. I will go and prepare a future for you. And then I will be your rear guard to prevent your past from catching up with you. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, what an encouraging word. That even the ills of my past will not catch up with me. Oh, yes, I might have made some mistakes. I might have made some error in my past. But God has so secured it that my past will not catch up with me. Glory to God. No wonder he told Peter, even when Peter made mistakes by denying the Lord Jesus, Jesus told him, he said, Peter, he said, the devil sought to, you know, to sift you <laughs> like wheat. He says, but I have prayed for you. So he went into the future of Peter, prayed for him, and came into his presence to encourage him that the mistakes that he was going to make just in the nearest future was not going to affect his, you know, his future ahead. No wonder even when Peter made that grievous mistake by denying the Lord and he asked for forgiveness, God stopped the mistake of that past from affecting his future and Peter became a rock. Peter became a leader, a notable leader among the disciples. Hallelujah. Still talking about lessons that we can learn from the triumphant entry of Jesus. We're still looking at the first lesson. Hallelujah. And God has made provision for every state of our lives. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So we are covered. There's no stage of our lives that we will get to that there is no provision already made for us. Oh, are you coming into a new, you know, are you coming into a new department or a new job and you're asking yourself, oh, how am I going to navigate this? God has already made provision for you. Hallelujah. He will give you the wisdom to be able to navigate that, that new job, that new role, that new place that you have gotten into. He, will, he has already made provision for you to establish you and to give you a future and a hope. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Going back to Matthew verse 21. Hallelujah. We have already established established that God has made provisions for every phase of our lives. Now, how do we access it? Now, we look, when we look at verse 2, there was a need for transportation for Jesus. But what did he do? Rather than roam around the whole of Bethphage looking for a donkey that would be available and whose owner would be willing to release, he simply directed the disciples to a particular place. Hallelujah. You know, they could have been going from, they could have said, oh, you know what? I need a donkey. I need transportation. I'm tired. I need transportation. Can you go into the, into the village and, you know, look for somebody who was going to, who is willing to uh, 
borrow me his donkey. Can you imagine that the probability of that and the possibility of that? He would have been going from one house to another. He would have been roaming the whole of Bedford. They would have had a situation where people would have insulted them. You can imagine coming to somebody's house and trying to unloose their donkey. They said, is it your own? Who is your master? Where are you from? They might even have been lynched and be accused of, you know, stealing. But instead of, you know, roaming around, he directed them to a particular place. What kind of lesson can we learn from this? It means that when a need arises in my life, all I am required to do is to ask him for where to go. This is because my father has already made arrangements for my provision in a particular place. Hallelujah. So the second lesson that we, are, that we can learn is that when I go to the place of prayer, what I should be asking God for is not the provision, but the location. Hallelujah. Jesus said to them, go to this particular place. The owner will give you a donkey because the donkey has already been made available. God had already made the provision for that donkey before the foundation of the earth. Hallelujah. He knew that Jesus was going to need a donkey many years ahead. And he had prepared that owner even without the owner knowing about it. He had provided the donkey for the Lord Jesus even without the knowledge of the owner. Oh, wow. What a wonderful God we serve. Hallelujah. So instead of going from one place to the other, hoping one of them might just pan out, instead of running from doing one business or the other, hoping that this one will gel, gel. either you know, running from one job to the other, hoping that this one is the job, why don't you just sit back and receive direction in the place of prayer? Hallelujah. Receive direction in the place of prayer. It is very, very important. Or I will not just be you know, jumping from one thing to the other, jumping from one relationship to the other, jumping from one business to the other. I remember the story, you know, we've, I've talked about that story so many times about the man whom any decision concerning business, any business decision that he makes before he makes that decision, Hallelujah. He will go to the place of prayer to ask God, God, is this the investment I should make? And for every investment that he made, he never lost. Not at any time. Why? Because he is always asking the Lord for direction. He is always asking for direction from the Lord. Hallelujah. The second, this is the second lesson we can learn from that story of the um, triumphant entry of Jesus. Jesus sent them to a particular place. We already know that there is a provision. God did not create us into this world to come and suffer. He says that the cattle on the thousand hills belong to our God. Hallelujah. He says that he, you know, he will, he, the Lord is our shepherd. We shall have no lack. We have all that we need. So there is not, we don't have the problem of provision. 
Provision has already been made available for every phase and every stage of our lives, from our infancy even unto our death. So that is not a problem. Hallelujah. But the issue that we have, or the, the problem that we normally face, is the problem of location. When we don't know what to do, where to go, we we'll just be, we'll begin to jump from one, you know, from fry pan to fire, jumping from fry pan to fire, jumping from fry pan to fire. But God doesn't want us to, to experience that. He doesn't want us to experience heartbreak. He doesn't want us to experience loss. He doesn't want us to, you know, to be disillusioned in life. He doesn't want us, you know, to go through life, you know, roaming around. He wants us to make progress. He wants us to make considerable progress. He wants us to make progress that will be astounding. That we, people can say, this can only be God. Hallelujah. So the second lesson we, we can learn from this story is to ask God for a location because our provision has already been made available in a location. Hallelujah. So what we need is direction. Hallelujah. Let's continue. In verse 8, the Bible talked about the fact that when Jesus rode on the donkey and started making his way, other people started putting their clothes as well as cutting branches on the ground to aid the donkey's movement. Imagine people without being informed about Jesus. You know, at that time there was no there was no advertisement. There was no radio. There was no television. Now the disciples could have gone to say, oh, people, this is to inform you that the Lord Jesus will be going to Jerusalem. You need to come and welcome your king. He is coming. The Lord is coming. There was no website. There was no internet. There was no Twitter. There is no Insta. Nothing that could, you know, herald his coming. Yet, people started gravitating towards him. Supernaturally, God started gravitating people. People just started coming from, you know, left and right. So much so that by the time he got into Jerusalem, the Bible talked about the fact that there was a multitude that followed him. There was a multitude that heralded his, his entry into Jerusalem. This is another lesson we can learn. The third lesson we can learn from this scripture is that when you are in the place where God wants you to be, when you have sought direction for the provision, he will cause men to aid your movement. Hallelujah. Remember that we're talking about three lessons that we can learn from the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. Taking our, our, our scripture from Matthew chapter 21 and verse 1 to 11. Hallelujah. The first lesson that we learned is that God has already made a provision for us from our birth even unto our death. The second lesson that we have learned is that we don't have a problem of provision or the problem of location. And God does not want us to be roaming around life, hitting it and, you know, hitting and missing. He wants to, us to hit it once and hit it right. But all we need to make progress in life, to enjoy that overflow, is to ask God 
for direction and he will direct us to our place that he has commanded the blessing for us. The third lesson that we are learning right now is that when we are in the place where God wants us to be, when we have listened to him because the provision is already available, when we have listened to get the direction of where he wants us to be, he will cause men to aid our progress. He will cause men to assist us. This was what happened to Jesus. Hallelujah. Men were coming from all over, putting their clothes on the land. You can imagine putting, removing your clothes on your back and putting it on the floor. For somebody that you don't even, he's not your relative, he's not your sister, there is no, there's really nothing directly that you're going to get from that transaction. Hallelujah. Men were heralding him so much so that a multitude came to herald his entry into Jerusalem. Hallelujah. When we are in the place where God wants us to be, men will, without thinking, assist us. They will naturally gravitate towards us. They will sponsor us and they will facilitate our projects. In Isaiah chapter 49, verse 23, the Bible says, kings and queens will serve you and care for all your needs. They will bow down to the earth before you and lick the dust from your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who trust in me will never be put to shame. Hallelujah. As I close, I would want to share a testimony of a sister in our church. Well, she used to be in our church. Who got a job miraculously. I remember her story vividly. She had been in a particular situation that was that you would have called very dire. She had no job. She was homeless. And she had two children to take care of. Hallelujah. And she was in a state where she was emotionally down. And she was asking God, what do I do? So her friend came to her house where she was putting up at that time to inform her of a vacancy in a hotel where she was going to drop her CV. So she just naturally, you know, asked her friend to, you know, to help her to drop hers as well. After a few weeks, the friend, you know, told this particular sister to go and check, you know, in the hotel and find out what is going on. You know, it's like saying, oh, I was the one that went to drop the CV. You need to go and check so that at least we can share the burden. She did not know that she was setting up this sister for that which God has already provided for her. So she went to the hotel where she went to where, where her friend went to the, to drop the CV. And when she got there, she didn't even know that they were holding interviews on that particular day. She just went there. And when she got there, the receptionist just asked her a question: Are you here for the interview? And she said, Yes. <laughs> yeah, receptionist had no idea that she wasn't called for interview or anything. So she told her to drop her CV and wait. Not only did the receptionist told her to wait, the receptionist now called her and told her that, please, when they tell you, when they tell you who, where you are living, tell them that you are living in Lekki because 
they are looking for people. They don't want people to, to know who are living afar. So just tell them that you are living in Lekki or it's environs. Can you imagine? Provision, heralding. Hallelujah. So when she got to the interview, she told them that, fortunately, her brother was living in Lekki and it's environs. So she told her brother then that her brother was living in Lekki, so she has a place in Lekki. And that was how she got the job. And she was told to start immediately. Hallelujah. Even the friend that helped her to send her CV was not employed. That was how God provided a job that helped her to start up her career. Hallelujah. Brethren, I want to encourage us that this is our year of the overflow and our God has already made provision for us. Hallelujah. All we need is to receive direction from him to the place of our provision. I pray for you today as you go out that the Lord will direct you to the place of your overflow and we will experience God's favor in the name of Jesus. Men will herald us. Men will help us. Men will, you know, they, they will rally around us to help us to fulfill the purpose of God for our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Have a wonderful